shipped ashore. Brief, fun conversations with people just like you, but different. This podcast is brought to you by Shipyard Brewing Company and by the partners who power Shipyard. Gorham Savings Bank. Banking is believing. GorhamSavingsBank.com. Elite Airways. Now with more flights from Maine to Florida. EliteAirways.net. Cross Insurance, where security meets strength. CrossAgency.com. And Upserve. All-in-one restaurant management. Upserve.com. To reach us with any feedback, just email podcast at shipyard.com. Now from downtown Portland, Maine, home of Shipyard Brewing Company, it's Ship to Shore with your host, Mark Curdo. Sitting here, uh, we're about to have a lovely conversation. It's Eric Boucher, Giddy Up Productions. Welcome. Thank you. How are you, Mark? I'm good. We're comfortable. Yes. We're indoors. A little drizzly uh, out there today, but we're inside and... Uh, Ready to have a nice chat. Thank you for inviting me. I've uh, known Eric for maybe just about a little over a year now. Full disclosure, uh, Eric is, uh, we'll get into it here, uh, he helps to bring you some of your favorite marathons and races around the state of Maine. And Shipyard is you know, proud to be a part of a good amount of those in, in supporting and in being a sponsor for a lot of those races. And we'll get into that. So, It's that time of year where I, I go into high gear. Yeah. You're in preparation. I mean, as I saw last year working with you on, on races that we're involved in, uh, but you, I mean, you're playing these way, 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 way in advance. But, you know, as the weather starts to turn and people are out there and starting to run more and, and the weather comes into play, you, you're finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. You know, we're working year round. We do our events mainly in the summer for pretty big events starting yeah. You know, May 13th and ending on July 8th this yep. year, we are planning in August for the next year. Yeah. And Good. our busiest time is in the dead of winter. Yeah. And people who who register for our events, they're registering in the dead of winter for something that's going to happen six months later when it's <laughs> 80 degrees out. And they're signing up in, in the dead of winter for something for next year. Right. There's a passion there. You got to love that, you know? People plan ahead for... Some of these longer endurance events, yeah, and at that time, you know, the old port or Maine in general is is quite the destination spot, and mm-hmm. it's got quite a brand recognition, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, in the middle of summer, everybody and their brother wants to be here. It seems like <laughs> Maine coast half and full marathons, uh, Rock Lobster Relay, the old port um, half marathon, five k. We'll talk about all these coming up. That's just some of the of the uh, of the races that Eric. Puts on with Giddy Up Productions. You know, what's funny to me sometimes is, is uh, especially seeing some of the races last year, is how much, and again, people can't see me. I'm not exactly in um, the best running shape right now. So, but, uh, but what blows my mind is people that do run, I saw this a lot last year, is how much people kind of enjoy running in more of a misty condition or even a light rain, which to me, a non-runner, I think you don't want to run on water or wet surfaces, but... Runners enjoy running in a little bit of a, of a, say, cooler temperature, but obviously a little bit of precipitation. Sure. I mean, if you're running a marathon, for example, which is 26.2 miles, mm-hmm. you're, you're in it for quite a few hours, and it is helpful. It's ideal, I suppose, if it's about 50 degrees out, then there's not a lot of sun. You're not getting radiation heat on you, um, and just a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Um, but Perhaps Mainers are a little more stoic and just get used to running in all weather. And it's only summer here, like five months a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. We can Take use a little bit get. more. Yeah. I got to think location plays into things uh, greatly now. I mean, Maine has 
so many beautiful locations to to run around where it's you know right along the coast or it's just inland a little bit or there's so many great places to pick to to have a race right there there is and and you know part of our job is is really finding those nuggets those um places to run that you normally don't run and and, and then create a, an event um in a beautiful setting that can accommodate thousands of people mm. um and if we excel at anything is is finding those 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 places in the state mainly in southern maine mm. and building an event around the place and it's really the place that makes the event you know that's yeah. we start the event based on the quality of the place mm. we focus on our strategy has been kind of focusing on finding coastal routes um yeah. bringing people to the bringing people back to the coast and seeing views that they normally wouldn't see in their daily runs. Yeah. There's a charm there that, that yeah. adds to it, right? Well, we, you know, one of the other events we do, which is not a road race, is a trail running festival up mm-hmm. at Pineland Farms in New yeah. Gloucester. You should go to Pineland Farms any time of the year. It's, it is one of the true gems in the state of Maine. It's a very large facility with sort of, sort of a, looks like an Ivy League school campus there, mm-hmm. but they also have like 25 kilometers of superbly trimmed and, and groomed trails that in the winter is used for cross-country skiing. Yeah. But in the summer, spring or fall, is is just gorgeous trail running opportunities. And so as far as trail running goes, the Pineland Farms event that we do is 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 just a jewel in, in New England or the Northeast in general, I would say. What's your history with, with running yourself? I mean, was it in school or just as a hobby? Were you into running just as a I kid? I started very late. You know, I honestly, when I was in high school and in college, I was kind of a dork and I hated the idea of running mm-hmm. and I was kind of fat and chubby. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until my, more of my adult life when I guess I was trying to get healthy and um, just thinking ahead, like, you know, if I'm going to have a family and a kid, I got to be healthy for this. So yeah. um, so I discovered it by accident and, and just discovered that I loved running mm. and eventually through a, a process of evolution discovered that I like running marathons and, mm-hmm. and more and going further than that even and found that everybody, including you, Mark, mm-hmm. can run a marathon <laughs> or, you know. That's it's, what they tell me about yoga. Too. <laughs> oh, I like, love so, yoga yeah, too. It, yeah, you know, it's all part of a, a good active lifestyle. Yeah, I guess I started um, running and doing some races. You know, you know, people start off doing five k's and ten k's. I guess my arc or my story is I, I actually got introduced to, or somebody asked me to help volunteer at this race, and so I started doing some volunteer work mm-hmm. at races, mm-hmm. and people asked me to actually help them organize the race as a volunteer mm-hmm. through the um, the main track club, and over a period of years, I found myself being more interested in, in volunteering at races than running at races, so you know, I would volunteer eventually at more races than I would actually run at, yeah. and it, you know, it turned into this passion where I actually liked organizing races more than I like running into them. And so at one point I wasn't really running much and I was just organizing races as a volunteer and, you know, over a period of seven, eight years, develop skills. And, and eventually, um, you know, after getting laid off from a job, Mm -hmm. um, like I had worked for eBay for 10 years 
and I was telecommuting from my home. When I got laid off from that nice job, I had to, you know, come up with a new life and a new career. And I eventually realized that uh, organizing races was was my true passion. And basically, since that happened, I, I kind of took off. How many races and road in, in trail races total now is it for you on a yearly basis? I keep it pretty trim. So I, I own a few races, like yeah. four races. Yeah. I'm hired by the Cumberland County Water and Soil Conservation District to put on okay. an urban runoff 5K race. Sure. And then L.L. Bean hires me to do a number of races for them at their stores around the country. That's great. And it's too much. <laughs> and I mean, your your races alone, uh, the growth over the years, you see each year, you see it building up and you see more of that, more of a new passion and a younger crowd starting to add to it. And you, do you see the growth every year on these races? I do or have been until now. Okay. And there is a movement happening nationwide where the number of runners is actually decreasing. The number of racing events is actually increasing. So there, there is something going on that we're in the middle of right now where, mm. for some reason, the, 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 the sport of running mm. is leveling off, and we're feeling it now. And there's a transition going on in the industry with different race organizers. Mm. It's kind of a tumultuous period right now where people are feeling a lot of pressure and I suppose it's any like any industry or business cycle or something. Yeah. Everybody's being affected. Blame it on smartphones, really. I mean, that's just always a sure bet. I mean, well, got to get, get the people off of the damn social media and the, and the phones for five I, seconds, right? I thought that too, but everybody who runs runs with a phone now. Yeah, it's yeah. standard. Uh, in earbuds. Yeah. Um, cranking their tunes. We have an app that we yeah. use for our, our events, right. which See. helps, you know, spectators sure. and runners. Um, it enhances the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Originally from? Vermont. Yeah. Born and, and grew up there and then mostly, moved to Maine after mostly that? Mostly grew up in Vermont and um, went to college in Berkeley, California. Okay. And actually was trained as an engineer and huh. went pretty high up in degrees yeah. as a mechanical engineer and then uh, worked at a job for four months and got laid off with a bunch of other people. Yeah. You know, totally changed careers to work for eBay, like I was saying. Yep. Did that for 10 years. Hmm. Totally changed careers again. And now I'm I'm doing this. Got a good groove going. Got a good pace going. A good stride. I do. Well, I don't really view it as work anymore. It, sure. It, it's really, I feel fortunate in that I found something that I'm really, truly passionate about. Yeah. So don't have to worry about somebody else laying me sure. off anymore. Sure. And that was been a dream, you know. It's like if I go down, it's going to be at my own hand. There you go. And like they say, when you when you love what you do, you really never work another day in your life. Yeah, I don't mind working in the mornings or at night or on weekends. It's yeah, it's actually fun. And you have a son. What's it like being a father in 2017? You know, at this point in my life and his life, you know, I have slowed down in the sense where I'm now thinking at his level and things that I like to do with him are walking through our neighborhood mm -hmm. and showing him we live in a nice neighborhood mm -hmm. in the ferry village area mm -hmm. of south portland mm -hmm. and it's very walkable it's near the greenbelt trail um we walk from our house to a beach it has no name <laughs> we've named it secret beach there we go. <laughs> we've also named it shards of glass beach yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> so it's just like it's Teaching him to notice things around him, being aware. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to see him run just yeah. naturally. I, I mean, he just wants to run. Right. And um, that's sort of the, the genesis of 
the instinct to run in races, I suppose, is mm. some kind of memory from childhood, I think. Breaking free. Yeah. You're on your own. You kind of, you know, your pace is your own, huh? you, whether you go slower or faster. Well, that's what or... running should be about is yeah. just for enjoyment. So you get the main coast half and full marathon that's in Kennebunk and Biddeford. And you get the L.L. Bean Trail Running Festival up at Pineland Farms in New Gloucester. The famous Rock Lobster Relay, uh, June 23rd in Portland. It starts in Bar Harbor, 200-mile relay race from Bar Harbor along the coast and finishes in Portland. The, the classic everybody loves around here, Old Port Half Marathon of 5K. Eric, before you go, craziest hairstyle you ever had? Easy answer. So my senior year in high school, freshman year in college, I decided to get a perm. So I permed my hair. Decided to get a perm. I, I thought it would be cool and okay. got the full curls. Sure. Um, my nickname in college was Curly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It it kind of got out of control. It looked. My friends told me it looked like I had dreadlocks at one point. Okay. And uh, so that lasted my freshman year, and then uh, got it cut. Yeah. Wore, wore out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 uh, your favorite go-to uh, flavor for ice cream is. Uh, you know, being a Vermonter, I, it's part of my contractual obligation to eat a pint of. Ben and Jerry's, um, sure. usually, I guess, I don't know, Cherry Garcia is sure. sort of a classic one for me. I miss their, uh, was it Banana on the, Bananas on the Rum? Yeah. How's it going? Uh, do you still subscribe to any magazines that come to you in the mail? <laughs> I don't subscribe to magazines really anymore. Okay. Um, you know, we just seem to always get lots of stuff that just comes, you know? Yeah. But in this world, in this digital age... Everything I subscribe to is, is all online. Uh, how many Portland parking tickets have you gotten so far this year? It seems like every time I come into the city to, to have a meeting with the Portland police, you know, I park in the old port <laughs> to go to their police station, yeah, and, and, and I, the meeting runs late, and mm -hmm. I always get. Cool. So I think, I think I've gotten one so far this year. That My favorite thing is I once went to City Hall mm -hmm. to pay a parking ticket that I got, and I parked no. Um, right on Congress no, Street. No, don't tell me. Forgot to put money in the no. in the machine. So I went <laughs> into City Hall, paid the parking ticket, came out, and there was another, another parking, parking ticket. I mean, it's just that's like, I mean, that's, really? that's 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 classic comedy right there. Stuck in an elevator and the music system is jammed. What song could you tolerate being played for 4 hours consecutively? 4 hours consecutively. I would probably go with uh, the Beatles something from the Abbey Road album. Do you ever have a pet fish? Jeez, way back, yeah. yeah. How long do you remember? How long it lived? Um, it was in a just a regular plastic bowl in the early eighties. I'm gonna answer for you. Probably not long. <laughs> not too long. Yeah, <laughs> they just don't, no. do they? No. Eric Boucher is with Giddy Up Productions, and uh, we just talked about all the races that you guys know and love. And, of course, uh, Shipyard's involved in a lot of these as a sponsor and in, in a full disclosure. So you can always get over to uh, our Facebook page as well, and we, you can link right up and sign up to get into any of these races. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's my pleasure. We'll Thanks see for inviting the, me. We'll see you on the road and on the trails. I will. Or at the brewery. And we are here with the wonderful Sarah Long. Hey, Mark. Hey, Thanks for having me. 
meteorologist, maybe you folks, uh, it's coming out of the winter a little while back, maybe you saw her once or twice on your computer or on the TV screen. Telling you it's going to snow, snow, snow. Right. And how much we're getting. And, I, and I'm guilty. I, I, I message her a few times. Is this one going to, are we going to lose our power in this one? Right. Or is this one, uh, yeah. Uh, WMTW channel 8, of course. Uh, WMTW.com. And on Facebook, it's. Uh, I think it's uh, for Facebook, it's meteorologist Sarah Long, if you search that. There we go. Also, <laughs> co-owner of uh, Long's uh, board shop, yes. Clark's Pond. With uh, my husband. Yeah, we just moved. New location. To Clark's Pond, yep. Yeah, it's that, la- that last spot right there, be- right next to the movie theater. Right yes. Over there too. So, uh, longsboardshop.com online and on Facebook, it's Skate LBS, or Skate Pounds. Or yes. Right, there we go. Yep. I think we were born in the same state. Massachusetts. Yeah. Where? The Commonwealth. Melrose. From oh, there. right. I was a little north so, of there. Okay. I was yeah. uh, like... Haverhill, Newburyport area, Merrimack. Nobody ever knows. Okay. Yep. And and uh, I ended up scooting up a little further after I was a few years old. We moved up to Nashua. So oh yeah, just a little bit up above. And you, my so. husband's from Manchester. There we go. Yeah. Small so world. Exactly. We were bound to meet up at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> when did you move to Maine? I moved to Maine. Uh, I went to school up here. Oh, okay. My family has owned a, a place uh, up here years ago, so we've always kind of had some feet up here. Yeah. At, at, at some point, but um, in terms of you know just steady living around the clock uh been in portland since uh, i guess 04 05 yeah so yeah so similar my parents um they built a cabin by hand on an island mm-hmm. um on a lake in harrison long lake of all things mm-hmm. when i was still a curtis okay. <laughs> and uh before i met tom long and so i've been coming up here for ages and uh and then we moved up in 1999 when tom went to grad school Gotcha. At USM, um, and I was working on Mount Washington, so I only had to commute once a week. Um, um, so we could kind of live wherever, and we just never left. We yeah. fell in love with it, of course. Yeah, it's pretty good place to yeah, it is to stick around. And yeah. Let me ask you that: what, what keeps you here? What are the things that that keep you here the most? Oh gosh, um, well, I love forecasting in New England. It is a fantastic challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, people ask, you know, what would be your nightmare job? And I say it would be forecasting weather in San Diego. Yes. Um, and I'm sure people don't want to hear, but when there's, when I have a seven day forecast and it's sunny and in the sixties and seventies each day, it's beautiful weather, but it is so boring to talk about. I want excitement. So, and a challenge. And so it, you know, the weather in New England keeps me humble. Yeah. Um, I've been forecasting. I hate to admit, for uh, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And every year I learn something new. Yeah. And when I retire, people who are forecasting will continue to learn new things. There's just so much we don't know about the atmosphere. True. So I was going to ask, yeah. West Coast meteorologists are kind of wannabes in a way, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I hear you're dealing with so much. To, you're dealing with all the seasons, yep. temperatures. We got the coast running up the side here. We got exactly. mountains. We got lakes. All yeah. things that uh, that that add stuff into the mix and create different storms and different types of things. Yeah. And stuff can blow in off the coast. Where out there, it's just. I mean, yeah. with all due respect, because a lot of them went to school and they worked right. hard. But some of them. Are did. you yeah, a yeah. full meteorologist out right. there when you're doing sun right. every day? Well, so in the in uh, January. Tom and I go out to Long Beach for uh, Agenda, which is a huge skateboard trade show. And I always spend time watching the forecasts out there. And this this last time that we went earlier this year, they were forecasting some pretty heavy rains. And I mean, it would be like we were forecasting a two foot snowstorm. 
Yeah. I mean, when it rains, it's it's like wall-to-wall coverage for them. Crazy. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Rain. It's such a different world. Yeah. Scary rain. Yeah, exactly. Spent some time on Mount Washington. I so. did. I call it my meteorological street cred. Okay, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. That's some, that's some street cred. Yeah, so when I, when I was earning my degree, I did a bunch of different internships, and that's something I always hit home when I go into classroom visits and talk with students. Intern as much as you can because that's the mm. time when you can really figure out if it's something that, like, that you like before you commit. And so I interned at like the FAA. I sent up weather balloons down in Memphis for a summer, <laughs> hottest I've ever been. Um, you know, and nothing was really fitting. And then I did an internship at the observatory, and it was like I found my home. Yeah. Um, you got to do education, observation, research, some radio. It was everything. Mm. And I got to live, no pun intended, truly, in the coolest place in New England, really. Yeah, um, quite a view. Sure, pretty isolated, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but some great people up there. And, uh, and yeah, best office view. I mean, I peaked right out of college with the best view ever. So, Unreal. yeah, it was it was pretty extreme. And, and I still volunteer and I'm on the board of trustees for the observatory and it that's great. holds a place in my heart oh, as sure. well. Always yeah. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. And that's where uh Charlie Lepresti, who's at yeah. uh, thirteen, he and I met up there. Huh. Uh he was one of my interns, which is hysterical. And it was one of four places that we worked together. So truly you meet the most amazing people. Maybe what I should say is it takes a unique person yeah. to really appreciate and want to live up there for half of the year. Sure. And so once you meet those people, you're bonded yeah. for life. And, and, and you're bonded to, to nature in a huge way. Yeah. Real quick, let's talk about right now, Mother yeah. Nature is a fickle gal. And, <laughs> and uh, well, let me ask you this. I mean, is, is weather ever going to be the way, I mean, we're, seasons aren't the way they used to nope. be. The, the length and, and, you know, everything we've been used to, you yeah. know, in our, all our lifetime. Probably anybody that's listening, no matter what exactly. their age. Is yeah. things ever going to be uh, ever going to be the way they were? Or are we just in a whole new ball game now? Whole new ball game. Yep. Yeah, and and we don't even know how things are going to change. There's so much that, like I said, the the you know, there's so much about the atmosphere that we didn't know to begin with, and then you factor in all of the changes that are happening. It's science. It's scientific. It's mm-hmm. um, some people who observe their backyards over the past 10, 20 years notice the difference. So that is going to keep us on our toes. And certainly downtown Portland, you know, just in the time that I've been here, just seeing the amount of flooding that we get, um, it just makes me wonder, in, you know, in 20 years. Uh, certainly we have a great team that works for the city of Portland mm-hmm. and engineers, and, and uh, it's such a vibrant part of our city. Um, I have no doubt that their eyes are are on that and how we're going to contend yeah. um, with the flooding. But yeah, it's something to be concerned about. Hopefully you kept a uh, sleeping bag up at the uh, top of Mount right, Washington. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, be honest with us. Uh, even though it's not your fault, do you, uh, you feel guilty when you give a, a report sometimes that maybe isn't going to go the way people want? Absolutely. You, have, you still have some guilt yep, there? Even I though do. it's not it's, it's not your call. Yep. I mean, it's your call. It's not so your doing. once you get into the spring, yeah. there's no other time of year that people are getting more restless for a change in the weather. Yeah. It's unlike any other time. You want to make them happy. Yes, exactly. Oh, gosh. Forecasting a rainy weekend in the summer is 
the worst. <laughs> do that, do that forecast, and you and you head home, and you, yeah. you, you hide away. And, yep. Uh, I was just talking with somebody about um, somebody at the station, who uh, we of course partner with the folks who put on Try for a Cure. Yes. And yeah. as a station, we're very involved in that uh, cause, and so several of my coworkers uh, participate in the event and fundraise. And I was talking with one of them who was out there last year, and I was the forecast forecaster on duty, and there was a thunderstorm heading straight for the event. Now, this is in the morning. It was probably the only morning thunderstorm that hit the Scarborough, South Portland area mm. the entire summer. And, of course, you have thousands of people right. standing outside. It was one of my most stressful moments in the weather office right. recently. <laughs> and so I was saying, I hope that is a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. uh, situation. You never want the weather to inconvenience people. No. They, again, but it's out of your hands. It is. Well, uh, Sarah Long is with us besides being a, a wonderful meteorologist on uh, Channel 8. Also uh, the owner of Long's Board Shop with her with her husband as well. Uh, yeah. New location is over in Clark's Pond, uh, right near the cinema over there. Great to be in business with, with your husband yeah. and pretty cool shop. Talk a little bit about the, the, the beginnings and how long he's been doing that. You've been sure. doing that with him and, and yeah. a little bit of the background there. So uh, this year is our fifth year, but I feel like it's a teenager already. Um, with, so Tom and I met back in college in Calc 2 class, if that's not the geekiest <laughs> thing you've ever heard. Um, and uh, he actually turned down my phone number the first time. And, Whoa, uh, and now I like to remind him, you knew right from the start that I get what I want. <laughs> <laughs> you want that battle. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so it, he grew up skateboarding. I did not. And I still don't have great balance for it, but yeah. he loves yeah. the world of skateboarding. It was his everything. Yeah. And so when we met in college, we would go to, um, well, if you were in Nashua, you know Eastern Border. Yep. Um, yep. And we loved Eastern Border. They were family friendly. They were not judgmental when you walked in. And yep. we've tra Tom and I have traveled all over the country and all over the world. And for years, we made it our mission to go to as many skate shops as we could, mm -hmm. having this in the back of our head that we wanted to do this someday. And so we kept a real uh, keen eye on what we liked and what we didn't like when we walked into certain shops. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to create in Portland a place where the hardcore skaters can come in and a kid who wants to start yeah. can feel comfortable yeah. coming with his parents uh, to get his first skateboard. Tom's like, I wish I had a skate shop growing up where I needed a new deck and I felt comfortable bringing my mom in yeah. because she's the one who wants to pay, sure. <laughs> who I want to pay for the deck. And sure. I think like most activities or most scenes, uh, there can be clicks within those scenes. And yep, so sure. it's been a huge part of our business, making sure that people know that everybody's welcome. Portland deserves a, a great skate shop. And um, the Portland free. area. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I bought Tom the domain name longsboardshop.com for his birthday one year. Uh -huh. uh, it was 2001. And so in 2012, we finally opened it up. We used it as our email address for yep. years sure. leading up to 2012 yeah. so that we had a constant reminder sure. that this is what we were working toward. That's great. And he was a high school teacher in Biddeford for mm. 15 years. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was working already in mm. Portland uh, on air forecasting. 
when we opened the shop, it just so happened we were at a point where I was ready to get some sleep. I was done with the morning shift at that point. It was like, <laughs> I, I need to sleep in. Sure. Opening a shop at 10 a.m. sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up leaving my job mm. and running it for the first two and a half years. Had a blast. Really started to miss forecasting. Channel 8 came knocking at just the right time and said, we'll make this schedule for you that works. And um, it's been great. Tom left his job teaching and is now at the shop. And he is a teacher through and through. Yeah. Um, just like the atmosphere that he creates at the shop yeah. where everybody's welcome, he did that in his classroom. And I think he misses that sometimes, but I always like to point out all the ways that he's helping these kids that come in and are looking for something yeah um like skateboarding and just to picture himself and how great that would have been mm. you know when he was fourth fourth fifth sixth grade to have a, a spot like ours so, we do sell things as well yeah come on out. <laughs> please come on out you, you, you need uh you need a new board yeah you need, right you uh, don't always have to bring your wallet but every something. once in a while it's nice yeah, to replace nice. a deck absolutely <laughs> And we also try to support as many main companies as we can. We carry winter stick snowboards. Yeah. Um, we carry some local uh, skate deck brands like Weirdwood mm -hmm. out of Southern Maine and some some local uh, hardware companies as well. So nice. we try to as, – as many places that are out there that are trying to support the team yeah. or the scene yeah. in Southern Maine, we try to bring that into the shop. Sarah Long, before you go – What's your favorite sound? Oh, gosh. See, I said earlier, you warned me about these questions. I said, this is, this is where later tonight I go, oh, I should have said. Yeah, oh. comes to your mind first. What's my favorite sound? When Tom really belly laughs, gotcha. that is my favorite sound. Right. He's such a serious guy and, and cares about so many things and like will have a really bad day if I can get him to really belly laugh. It's, it's such a great sound. I'm sure people with kids say the same thing, you sure. know, right? Like hearing your kids laugh and full laugh. Yeah. Weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Oh, um, gosh, I don't know. I'm trying to think that. I went to Japan oh, years boy. ago, and I'm sure there was something on the oh, sushi sure. go around yes, that I'm I ate sure. there that I'm I'm either blocking out. <laughs> Yes. Or don't Probably remember. Right. But sushi go around is great. We okay. need one of those in Portland, by the way. All right. Uh, <laughs> what movie have you watched the most voluntarily? Pineapple Express. Okay. Maybe. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Weirdest trend you found yourself in growing up? Definitely the claw bangs. You yeah. know yeah. that come out of the come out of your uh, yeah. your head there. Yeah, it had to be. It had to be perms. Oh my gosh, I used to get perms. Perms. Okay. We used to go to my mom's friend's house, and I just like just talking about it. I can smell <laughs> that awful perm chemical <laughs> smell. Country music, yes or no? To each his own. Not for me. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Careful answer there. <laughs> uh, have you ever skinny dipped during the day? Yes. Okay. Ever stolen a hotel towel or bathrobe? Yes. Can you spell the word convenience? C-O-N. Wait, do I just get to say yes? Or do that, then do I have to prove I, myself? I'd love you to follow through. <laughs> well, I think so. C-O-N-V-E-N-I-E-N-C-E. Yeah. -E -E. You got it. Nice. Here we go. Thank you. Sarah Long, thief. <laughs> 
spelling bee champion for the day. Horrible movie taste. <laughs> yes. And uh, belly laugh uh, appreciator. Yes. And uh, of course, uh, one of our favorite friends here in town on Channel 8 WMTW, meteorologist extraordinaire and great great uh, Facebook lives uh, over the over the winter here with all these storms. Uh, WMTW.com and online again. Give me the Facebook one more time. Online. Uh, just look up Meteorologist Sarah Long. Meteorologist Sarah Long. There we you go. Got it. And of course with Long's uh, Board Shop, visit them over at Clark's Pond or online at longsboardshop.com or Skate LBS on Facebook. Thanks so much for Thanks hanging Thanks for out. having me. You got it. Always and, a pleasure. And uh, whatever the weather brings tomorrow, I hope it's a wonderful <laughs> day for you. Thank you. Well, as I said in the first episode, we're uh, just getting underway. Eventually, we'll hope to put one episode out every two weeks, so you get to meet two new people every couple of weeks. Some great folks coming up in future episodes, like Bill Umble from Lenny's, Jeff Shaw from Maid Academy of Modern Music, Adam Powers from Ellesmere Barbecue, and we'll talk about his rock and roll history. We'll talk with John Conley from Adventures Joe's Coffee and so many more awesome and interesting people. Hey, my name is Mark Curdo from Shipyard Brewing Company, and we will catch you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Ship to Shore, a podcast created by Shipyard Brewing Company. Brought to you by those who power Shipyard. Gorm Savings Bank. Banking is believing. GormSavingsBank.com. Elite Airways. Now with more flights from Maine to Florida. EliteAirways.net. Cross Insurance, where security meets strength. CrossAgency.com. Upserve, all-in-one restaurant management. Upserve.com. Music provided by the instrumental band Micro Masse. You can find them online on Facebook and Bandcamp. To reach us with any feedback, just email podcast at shipyard.com. Whenever or wherever you enjoy a cold shipyard, snap a pic and share it with us. Hashtag sip a shipyard. Next time you're on Facebook, like us, Shipyard Brewing Company. For all things Shipyard, visit us anytime at shipyard.com. Don't forget to connect with the rest of our family at Sea Dog Brewing Company, Captain Eli's Soda, and Ice Pick Vodka. You can follow Mark, the host of Ship to Shore, on Instagram at Shipyard Mark. Until next time, cheers.